calling all cowboys and cowgirls. Are you looking for something new? Try Farming Ranch TV. Streaming all major devices like Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and www.watchfrtv.com. Over 50 TV shows plus movies and special events related to the Western lifestyle. It's a real variety and family-oriented. All absolutely free to watch. No subscriptions at all. It's the future of Rural TV. Are you looking for that special gift for a family member or loved one? Well, go check out Southern Bling Creations. They do everything from custom t-shirts and hoodies to tumblers. You can find them at www.facebook.com forward slash Southern Bling Creations. And remember, it's Creations with a K. Phone number is 832-557-0653. And be sure to ask for Jennifer. Southern Bling Creations. inspirational, positive, focused, spiritual, and goal-driven people to keep us going. Learning from others and how they grew individually while struggling with everyday life is how we can better our lives. No matter who you are or where you came from, you can be better today than yesterday as long as you believe in yourself. A simple, God-fearing man, Jeremy Dawsey believes in you and what you're capable of. He's an actor, retired bull rider, loving father, and voice of the common man. Welcome to Jeremy Dossie Today. Now here's your host, Jeremy Dossie. Welcome, folks, to another great episode of Jeremy Dossie Today. I got a really, really special guest many of y'all might know, may even have heard of. He's been a few Hollywood blockbusters. Might know him from the movie Hancock with Will Smith. Also, might remember him as SJ in The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw. He's also a local Central Texan, such as myself. Jay Head. Jay, what's going on, man? Hey, how you good, Jeremy? How you doing today? I'm fantastic. Super, good. super great days. Gorgeous outside. Kind of wish I was out there playing around, but, you know, yeah, got to get some stuff done around here. Absolutely. Yeah, New Year. Everybody's everybody's jumping on it this week, and it's good to see. I'm glad to see it. Yeah, me too. Also, I, I, this is a. I'm going to take credit for this little phrase I'm fixing to say, though. I'm going to call him the motivation man of Mondays. <laughs> I like it. Maybe I have to use it sometimes. <laughs> so hey, he's a real big motivational speaker. He's uh, not just a Hollywood actor. I'm telling y'all, Jay. He uh he inspires me. I watch him. I hope he y'all start following him. Jay, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, how you got started doing your motivational Mondays? Well, it was literally just you know kind of like anybody else. I was laying in bed one morning. You know, I woke up and I was in that mode. You know, when you're like half asleep and you're kind of awake and you're scrolling through your phone, going through checking you know messages and returning you know whatnot. And I scrolled by a video and it was Gary V, who I'm a big fan of. You know, if anybody's listening, if you haven't seen him or ever heard of him, go search Gary V and you're welcome. And he was literally saying, you know, find something you can do every day to bring value to the world. Well, my ego got the best of me. I was like, well, I, I do movies. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm, that's a gift to the world. I'm pretty good. I got that taken care of, right? 
And then not three swipes later on Instagram, and I saw a video, and it was Kevin Hart, and he literally had his phone, like he was taking a selfie. He was like, hey, guys, little Monday motivation for you. And he was basically talking that he'd been basically working 12 days, this, you know, in the past two weeks, he'd been working 12 of them. And he was exhausted, but he was loving it. And, you know, telling people to keep strong and stuff like that. And I, I got inspired by it. And I was like, I, I could do that. I can make a minute long video giving a quote. And so that's what I did. And I, uh, I thought of, cause I have, I, I read stories, quotes, you know, all kinds of stuff all the time. And I, I just throw, through over the years, I've collected thousands in my head. And so I was like, I thought of one one day and I was like, I'm going to film it and I'm going to post it on Instagram. And I did. And I expected five people to watch it. I wasn't expecting much, um, but like people were actually like involved and they said, you should do another one. So I started doing them weekly and uh, I, I, I do them because I enjoy doing them. I don't care if anybody watches. I do them because I like doing them. Yeah. Um, and so I started doing them every week. And to my surprise, people actually like I got really positive feedback from it. People started, you know, DMing me asking you know, advice on stuff and saying, Hey man, you know, I'm kind of going through this and your videos really get me through that kind of stuff. And I never intended it to be like that. And I was just so honored that people actually felt got value and got something out of the videos that I made because most of them are stories that I've known since since I was a kid that my dad or my grandfather probably told me that people just don't hear. Mm -hmm. And so like, they're saying like, I'm, you know, I'll shoot the videos and like, I'm about to shoot one, you know, here later, I got some that I'm going to shoot. And there's stuff that I've known since I was a kid, but I was talking to them the other day about to somebody and they were like, wow, I've never, I've never heard of that before. And so that's why I keep doing it. And, um, I actually, you know, that's, that's how the whole Monday, you know, motivation Monday got started. And, um, these, I'm going on three years now that I've been doing it and I've, I've got, you know, and I'm not the most consistent with that kind of stuff i do miss mondays i'm not perfect i'm not going to pretend to be but i've gotten i've I've filmed more mondays the last three years than i haven't filmed um to the point that i've actually gotten you know i've gotten offers to go out and actually speak in public which is something i never would have thought to be to, that would have come of these videos um i'm really i love doing it because i like to talk and you know there's nothing wrong with that yeah. but i like to talk and so you know getting going out and getting to talk to you know kids my age that maybe you know, maybe, you know, cause I've lived a lot of life. I just turned 24 on Sunday, but I've lived, I've done a lot of stuff in these 24 years. I've crammed a lot of stuff in there. And, uh, so I have a lot of experience in life and I have a lot of, I, I think I call it wisdom that I could offer to people, not just my age, but you know, I have people that are older than me and I have people that are in high school that reach out to me and they're like, Hey, you know, you're, you're big, you know, you're really helping me get through whatever it is I'm going through. And that's, you know, and I love doing it. And like yeah, I said, I'll do it. I do it for free. I don't care. You mentioned wisdom. There's all types of different, I think, levels of wisdom that through life that we go through. And, you know, you're you're beyond your years and your wisdom, I believe. That's it's just from everybody has a different past and everybody right. has a different life. And I, this is something that I've come to realize over the last several years that everybody goes through something different and they react different and they will be build upon that to be a better person, depending on how it affects them is what I'm trying to say. Sorry. Right. I get, I get rambling. I get preachy no, and no, I, I get, good. I get I preachy it. and I, I keep, get, I do too. I, I get the same way. I'll go on a, I'll go on a whole rant. But, but you know, you, you're talking about how you're not perfect and you, you do stuff. Sometimes you miss Mondays and I'm going to mention this. I mentioned this in several episodes before that you know in 2020 my mother passed away in late april 
and I got depressed and Absolutely. I used to do it. You know, I don't know if you ever, you're friends with me on Facebook, but I don't know if you remember me posting faith-based spiritual positive Absolutely. videos and trying to get people, you know, if they need help, whatever. I quit doing that from when right. she passed away. When I got that. depressed and this year is a new year and I'm ready to go. And it's just one of those things where, you know what? I need to do it for myself, but I need to do it for other people to help them out. Cause you don't know what somebody else is going through. And that's kind of the lines you're going through is, Hey, you need to do this because if you're in a funk, you need to get out of it. Basically right. you're getting that. Yeah. I mean, my, my whole thing is, you know, my, 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 my mother just got married in May to, uh, to my, to, I guess, you know, my stepdad, he has a great, you know, he told me, you know, I, you know, I told, I came to him one day and I said, Hey man, you know, I'm struggling. You know, I know we're all, we're all kind of, you know, we're all uh, people who got things going on, but right now this time we're in, I'm struggling. And he said, you know, Jay, we're all in this together. And that really stuck with me uh, because we are just because you went through something and you got through something doesn't mean somebody else isn't starting that problem right now. Um, so that's why, yeah, like you, yeah, it's not just for me. It's for, it's for people out there to know that, Hey, you know, I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and I was talking about the same thing is everybody feels when they go through something, they're the first person to ever to go through it, whether that be, you know, and that's just because that's how we are. Like anytime, if we get, somebody gets, you know, dumped, oh, I'm the first person to ever get dumped. Nobody's, you know, nobody's ever had a yeah. girlfriend break up with them. Nobody's ever been cheated on. Nobody's ever been fired, but me, I'm the only one that knows how hard that is. And that's how human beings, we just react like that. Like mm. we're born, you know? So my thing is I want people to see if they're going through something. Oh, Jay, Jay went through that and Jay got through it and look how Jay, Jay, he turned out. Okay. So if he was able to get through it, why can't I? Because, you know, like you said, I'm just, a, I'm a kid born in the middle of nowhere in central Texas. My mother and father are both school teachers. My dad's a high school basketball coach. There's nothing special about me at all, except for the fact that I don't like losing. That's it. And I don't accept it. And so I'll, I, you know, and so if I'm going through something, even if it's tough and I know it's all a matter of perspective, it's for me, my new thing for me that these last six months that I've learned about myself is always trying to find the bright side in whatever it is I'm going through. Like Corona is horrible. And my, uh, my mom's dad, you know, passed away in uh, November due to COVID and it was a rough time, but you know, and I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but we all, we all have things we go through and it's, it's your choice to pick up and go or sit, you know, sit in bed and sulk. And that's your choice as a person. You can do whatever you want, but the pain's going to be there regardless. There's yeah. no, there's no such thing as no struggle. Yeah, I, I, I struggle every day. Me and my mom, we were close. I, I was a mama's boy, and I'm the same way. And it's, it's, yeah. And I think about her every day. I really do. And it's, it's uh There's some days it's I pick up the phone to call her, and I'm like, you know, I have to put it down. Yeah. Tell myself, you know, and it's, it's, it's a struggle. But you know what? I know that she knows I'm happy. I'm making it, and. It's one of those deals where I, it's a fight, but I, I'm 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 happy. It's a fight you're willing to. It's a fight worth yeah. fighting for. Yep, yeah. yep, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's what it is, and that's 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 the difference between you know you and you know a lot of people out there. A lot of people I know people out there that would have been hit by that, and it would have completely destroyed them, and they probably never would have mentally recovered from it. And yeah, and that's that's a battle that at some point we're all going to have to go through losing somebody, but I, you know, luckily I've, you know, I've not lost my parents, but I can still, 
you know, I've, I've had my own family losses, but that's not, that's not an easy one to get over by any means. No, no. And I'll be honest. And I've said this, I think a couple episodes that if it wasn't for one, for my girlfriend, Lacey, I honestly don't know where I'd been if it wouldn't have been for her. God sent her right before yeah. my mom passed away. Her and my mom, you know, called and text every day. And if it wouldn't have been for her, Jay, I'm telling you, man, it, yeah. I, I would have been that's, in a darker hole than what I was in when I, when she did. Right. And that's, that's, that's another thing is that, I, that I've you know recently learned is because I've always been an independent person. I've learned it is important to have people around you and have people near you yep. uh, that are good people because those, those people, the, the good one, the ones that are actually worth it, man, you can't put a price on how much no. those people are worth you know, uh, they, to you. They always say family's not always blood. No, that, and that's a hundred percent true. I got people that, and you know, and I got people that I've known five years that I would, I would kill for. And I got people I've known for 20 that I've, probably wouldn't even you know you know what i mean like yeah i know, so we don't I have know. Those people you know i got like, a few myself got, yeah exactly so like you know yeah it's not just blood you know one of my best friends is somebody from la that i met four years ago he's one of yeah. my best friends when we go we do we do all kinds of crazy stuff together uh but yeah i i agree so speaking of la and you mentioned COVID earlier how have you handled 2020 being since it's been so bad for literally everyone in the world yeah it's it, it, it definitely was, it was, it was a weird, the first week felt like, like when everything shut down, the first week felt like vacation. You know, it was like, oh, I'll, yeah, I can stay in my house. That's easy. All I got to do is stay in the house and I'll be safe. Okay, great. And then like after the fourth week, I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm, I need, I need stuff to start happening. Mm-hmm. And then months just kept going by and, you know, I ended up coming home to Texas uh, because I felt that if I couldn't do anything, I might as well come home and be with family because where I'm from, we don't do anything every day. Yeah. So like, so I knew if I was going to have to sit home, sitting home with family is probably the best thing to do. And that's one of the best decisions I ever made because I came home in late, right. The last week of April, I came home and uh, then I went back to LA in on like the week of Halloween. And like, that's how long I was here. I was here for that six, seven month period. And that's one of the best decisions I ever made because uh, I was able to wake up every day and just say, what do you want to do? Not what is the, you know, what do you have to do? What is on the, what do you want to do? What is, what makes you happy? Like, what are you going to go do? And I did that for six months and I went and found something every day that made me happy to do. And overall, I am an, I'm a much more happy person than I was. People that I've talked to, even family, like grandparents are like, you seem different. Like you're glowing a little bit more. And that's a hundred percent. And, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to make, make light of the situation that we're in. I know, you know, we've lost, you know, countless people and countless lives have been, you know, and, and businesses and all kinds of stuff has been destroyed. It's been horrible as far as that goes, but I was able to make the best of it. And I was able to um, handle that. And a big part of that is because I was at home. I was in Texas with family. I wasn't in LA locked in my house, Um, which is still, you know, they, they went back on lockdown a couple of weeks ago and I don't see them getting unlocked anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be hurrying back or not. So I guess it'll be depend if if they're wor- if they're shooting things, you know, I might have to bite the bullet and just tough it out. I was going to say they kind of shut down all of Hollywood. They said the I, I got an email saying that they were going to most productions were going to go on a hiatus until the third or third or so week of January, yeah. and then kind of go from there. But that's exactly how it started back when all this originally started. It was we're going to take a break. And we'll just look. And the yeah. next thing we knew, it was like, okay, the break's going to continue for months. Uh, so we'll see. I have a meeting tomorrow to discuss that exact thing. So we'll see 
personally, I'd like to stay unless we're working. And if things are shooting, I want to be out there. But if there's no reason for me to be out there, then I don't really care to be out there right now. Are they still doing auditions as frequently or are they just doing it basically day by day? However, it's day by day. Uh, you know, we'll have some my manager will call me some weeks and be like, hey, we're 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 hot this week. And then I'll have some. She's like, yeah, they're they're not even answering the phones. So they're probably not even there. Yeah. So it's, you never know. We never we literally never know. And uh, but uh, which is it's it's a good thing it happened. This kind of a ha- thing happened in where we are technology wise because if I get an audition, I can shoot it, get coached, and all the stuff that I would normally do. The same process, I can do it all with you know my phone and my yeah. cameras and stuff like that. So that's not an issue. It's just a matter of if I need to be there to be meeting you know to be meeting people. But I don't think it's I don't think it's necessary. Uh, plus, I'm having a great time. I'm with my family, uh, which is all I've ever you know it's all I ever asked for is to be able to have all the time I want with my family, which is what I got. You remember Jason from that film that we worked on together, right, Jason? Paul? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just moved from uh, Buffalo, New York, down to Georgia, down to Atlanta, so he can right? work more down there. Yeah, he's yeah, he's down I there working more. Yeah, and so, Georgia, Georgia's a hot spot. Oh, I know. For so sure, I'm for sure. I, and everything he's posting, he's getting auditions. He's he's doing a lot of things. He's filming. So yeah. that's good that yeah. Georgia's still going on doing all that. Yeah. So I, you know, that's what that's what I'm going to ask. You know, my manager's based in New York, so. You know, she's up there, but, you know, L.A. is, you know, all that. And so uh, she she gets the word from it, what's what's going on in the country as far as business-wise, not just L.A., which I really like. Yeah. So we're going to go from there. I don't know how long, you know, we'll be here, but, you know, yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> well, I've seen that, you, like you said, you've been going around speaking a lot, getting asked to speak a lot at a lot of different events and schools and stuff. Let's talk a little bit about that. I saw you got to speak at your hometown there in Gulfway here a while back. Yeah. And, uh, and I think to me, some of the stuff you've posted, that was the most emotional one you did so far from my perspective. By far. Oh no, by far. Uh, that was, a that was, so let me paint the picture for that one. That was the pep rallies, you know, the pep rallies, obviously because of COVID are not nearly what they are normally. I graduated from Gulfway. Our pep rally is usually, especially on Battle of the River Week, which is the week of weeks. If you lose all the games but one, win this game, right? It's one of those. It's that game for us, for my high, for my hometown. And the day before, they, they reached out and they said, hey, we already have a speaker, but we saw you're in town. We would love for you to come speak as well. And I jumped on it because getting, giving the, long before, when I was a kid, I wanted to give the Battle of the River pregame speech or, you know, pep rally speech. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I remember being in my room practicing it when I was like nine years old. I remember, this is what I'm going to say, you know, being nine years old, practice, like, you know, like the insane person I am, you know, like the actor, right? And um, they, they asked me and I was, at first I was like, I'll just go up there and wing it. I could wing it pretty well. And then my brother was like, no, like, this is, this is, this is a big deal for this town. And this is a big deal. You know, the pep rallies aren't the same, you know, aren't the same. They're not as good because they're have to, they're outside and they're limited. And this is a big game. Like you, you can't, you can't give just an okay speech. This year's just been okay. And so I went, I was like, you know what? You're right. So I went, I went that night and then the morning of, and I wrote for hours and I came up with just, you know, what I wanted. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what came out of it was that two and a half, three minutes or whatever it was I'd, it was and that you know I've, I've given quite a few speeches in my life and that's definitely the best one i've ever yeah. given if I mean, not I, if you know what i mean i i was amped up i had people asking to send it states away i had people wanting to post it on their team's page i had people wanting to 
use it, use things I said in there. I was like, and I was like, I, I wrote, I, I'm not a writer either. That was the thing. I was like, I don't write. I just, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm best when I just talk. But uh, I came in there with a game plan and yeah, I have it on my Twitter and I watch it all the time. I love my it. favorite video. Yeah. It, you my know, favorite it, video. It's giving me cold chills and goosebumps just thinking about it. Now. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, Jay, that was, it was, it was really good. It was badass. I'm telling you. Yeah. I liked I loved it. it, man. Yeah. And I, being I from it. your, you know, giving it to your hometown, the football stadium you played in, all that, it's just one of those things that, there are going to be emotions. Yeah. Because, like you said, you were a little kid wanting to give that speech your whole life, basically. And it's just, and you finally got to do it. But you know what? I guarantee you they'll invite you back again. Oh, I, I hope they do. Um, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, the Eagles didn't win that night. <laughs> the, speech, the, you know, since that, that's, you know, since that, the, the armadillos, they're pretty tough. They're, you know, been really tough these last few years. Um, but I told them, I tell them every time they, you know, they, they let me speak. I've gotten to speak for my town twice now. Uh, one was just like a, a speech. They were just like, yeah, at four o'clock, you're going to speak. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then the, this, and then this was the other one. Yeah. And those are my, definitely my two favorites that I've done because I got to do it in front of my family. I got to do it to my hometown and I got to do it to a bunch, you know, to, a, to my favorite community. And that's what made it the best. So I, I, I hope they invite me back. And if they do, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to have a better speech waiting for him. Good, I know it. Good. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your upbringing, speaking to Goldthwaite and everything. So how did you end up get started in acting and all that and end up in Hollywood eventually? Well, fun fact, you know, funny. I don't know if I actually ever told you. When I started acting, I was actually living in, living in Gatesville. I lived there for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and during those two years, uh, my dad uh, was literally it's the, the weirdest, you know, best message from God ever. My dad literally said, you know, I was born with a heart condition and, um, we, you know, we won't, we won't, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's an hour long story in itself. Um, but I had a heart condition that in long story short, it made me a lot smaller than the average person or, you know, my genes didn't help. I'm, you know, my parents aren't very big either. Yeah. My genes didn't help. Um, but my heart condition left me, I, I got t- fatigued much faster. Uh, sports were actually quite dangerous. I wasn't allowed to play sports really until I was in seventh or eighth grade, uh, because my doctor said it was too dangerous for me. It could be, it could be really bad. Um, so I wasn't ever allowed to play. And, but my brother was a really good athlete. My brother in high school was like four years in a row was a two or three state or two or three all state athlete. Like he was that guy. Yeah. Right. And growing up, my dad's also a coach. My mom was a cheerleader. I literally grew up. SJ was literally me, right? <laughs> so I'm growing up, and they were like, well, you can't play. So my, your entire family is based around sports, but you can't play them. And it was awful. I would go to my brother. I never forget. I would go to my brother's football practices and cry on the sidelines because I couldn't play, and I wanted to more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but my parents were like, we need something he would be good at. What's something he's good at that he could actually – be you know essentially be better than everybody else at so he'd feel not left out well i always had the personality i was always the loudest person in the room and i was always the entertainer in the room i was always sitting out in the hallways because i was the class clown <laughs> that was me that was me you're right i grew up like that i was i always have a, I, I tried my best to have a good smile on my face and always ready to meet whoever shows up in my path and so they were like maybe he'd be good at acting and my dad had happened to hear a met a thing on the, an advertisement on the radio coming home from work one day and it simply said if you think your kid has talent uh come to this thing in waco and it's basically a talent show yeah, i remember when they used to do that 
yeah, that, so we went to that. Everybody was like, yeah, it's a scam. Don't do it. We didn't, you know, my parents weren't very, weren't confident in it, but they were, they figured, you know, what the heck, you know, yeah. we, he might not have another shot. We don't know. We don't know what else he, he might be good at because at the time I was seven. We didn't know I, what I was going to be young. Um, so I, I go and I meet, I meet, I perform, uh, a, it was supposed to be a serious monologue about Arnold Schwarzenegger and I turned it into a skit and it was comedy and all at that time, probably three, three foot three, 40 pounds of me ripped off my shirt and flexed in front of everybody. <laughs> and you know, I, mean, I just had a way with it. And I met an acting coach and he said, I think, I think the kids really got a talent. I think he would be good in LA. Um, you should come work with me. So me and my dad shipped out a few months later, we packed up three months worth of clothes and moved out to LA and didn't know anybody except one coach who we met in a hotel in Waco. I mean, in Dallas, yeah. you know, that I, you know, so we packed up, moved, went out to LA for a few months. I got an agent, got a manager, started auditioning, you know, and all that stuff. At this point, I'm in second or third grade, eight, seven or eight years old. But because my dad was a school teacher and a coach, he qualified to homeschool me which I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care how bad you think school is. It's not near <laughs> as bad until you get into a, a studio apartment with you and your father and your textbooks. And that's all you have. Yeah. You have no idea how good school is when you're sitting around your friends till you get in that moment. <laughs> so I was there for three and a half months and it was essentially like boot camp. We woke up every day and I started school immediately. And then we went to the, and I had a whole routine that I followed. All right. And we went and, you know, I had to grow up fast and I got my first thing. I got how I met your mother one line in one scene, <clears throat> The, you know, dumbest, it took like a whole day to film, but it was that, but it, that was it for one line. Yeah. And, um, that's how it started. And it kind of r- rolled from there. I got a little bit bigger roles. I got one in mad TV, which I don't even think that shows on anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I was on one episode. I was in one skit. I was in that, but I talked a lot more, <laughs> uh, but I got to talk more. And then that rolled into, I got a couple more really small things. And then I got uh, Friday Night Lights. I was going to be, I auditioned for it. It was actually, the audition was in Austin. Normally they're in LA. So I, I, I had to either fly out to LA or I had to self-tape them. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily this audition was in Austin. Uh, it was for Friday Night Lights, the TV show. And I'd heard of the movie, but I'd never watched the show. The movie's fantastic. Um, but it was kind of a cool thing. And so I walked into the audition. The audition, the character was actually an overweight kid that would be easy to pick on. Well, I don't know why I got the audition, but I did because I don't, there's not a part of me that's overweight. Yeah. Right. At this time, I probably weighed 50 pounds if I was lucky. Right. Um, so I go to this audition and I auditioned anyway. I was the scrawniest kid there. All the other kids were fat. I was not. I auditioned for it and they actually ended up changing the character. And they said, we, instead of a fat neighbor kid, we wanted this sweet, you know, football obsessed, scrawny kid. And so that's what they did. And I got Friday Night Lights and it was on that four or five episodes. I think, I think I was on the last are, four episodes of the, they already had that script wrote too. Yeah. They had the script and everything. So right? they had to rewrite and the whole script for you. They, they didn't rewrite a lot of it. They let me ad lib a lot of it. Oh, wow. So if you go, if so by the way, in all my movies, I ad lib some, I don't mean to like, I'm not trying to make it sound like yeah. it because I'm not, but it is the truth. A yeah. lot of my movies, a lot of people tell me the best scene, the stuff that me and the other actors just made up wasn't even in the script. Um, so I made up a lot of stuff mm-hmm. because I guess I was loud and funny and they're like, screw it. It works. It's seven. Let yeah. me do it. You know, so I did it and it came out good actually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I met, met Tilt, I met Pete Bird through that. And then he had me audition a couple months later for his new movie called Hancock. And it was about an alcoholic superhero. And it was, again, you're going to play this cute neighbor kid. What do you think? 
And I went in there and auditioned, and I ended up getting it and got to meet Will Smith, got to meet, you know, Charlize Theron and Jason Bateman. Uh, and it was a dream come true. And then we kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first, that was, and it, it, it was a lot going on, but it only, it happened in like a three and a half year time. But it seems like a lot longer because there was, I, I think I'm, I was, I started going to LA twice a year for like months on end for those during, for those three years. Um, and that's kind of how I went. And then I did Hancock and it comes out and it's great. I got to rock the red carpet, got to do all the, you know, the movie star stuff for the first time at 10 years old. You don't really appreciate it. Cause at 10 years old, I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm walking a red carpet. I'm wearing a sort of cool tuxedo thing. I'm talking, I'm being interviewed by, by journalists and stuff like that. But I didn't think it was that. Cool. I thought it was like, yeah, it's cool. But I'm sure everybody gets to do stuff like this. I didn't understand it at the time. And then uh, I got older. Uh, I got, I went a little bit later. And then I got an audition that I had to self-tape and it was for this new football movie and it was called The Blind Side and it was based on a true story and it, said it had Sandra Bullock attached to it. But at the time, the only Sandra Bullock movie I'd ever seen was Miss Congeniality. <laughs> so that was the only Sandra Bullock movie I'd yeah. ever seen. I was like, that lady's going to play my mom. So I auditioned for it. So I auditioned and uh, I actually tried to fake the flu. So I hated doing auditions as a kid. I thought they were chores. So mm-hmm. I, I faked like I had the flu the day of the blindside audition. What an interesting turn of events had that would have been had my parents not made me do the audition, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Think, about, I think about that all the time because there was some auditions my parents were like, okay, if you don't want to do this one, you don't have to. It, you probably would have regretted one, like, it. No, I definitely would have. When I saw that come out, I'd been like, oh, wow. But, you know, I did it. And uh, so I, I auditioned and they said, you did great. We'd like to see you again in person uh, in Austin, which was weird because they don't normally do that. Mm-hmm. So I go in and I audition uh, for a couple of the producers in Austin and I go back home and like two days later, they're like, Hey, the director wants to meet you. We're going to fly you to Atlanta. This is like a Thursday in the middle. This is like a, no, this is Friday in the middle of a- the week before Easter. So the Easter weekend, is the following week, week. So I go to, I go to Atlanta on like a Monday and I'm 12 years old. I'm flying. They fly me to Atlanta. I leave school in the middle of the day and I fly to Atlanta and I fly to Atlanta and I do this audition and that's where I meet Quentin who plays Mike. Yeah. And I meet him. I meet the director, John Lee Hancock. I meet uh, the producers and I meet a couple other people that are attached. Um, and I do the audition with Quentin. They have Quentin reading the actual lines and they had me and him hang out for a couple hours to see if we could click. And me and that guy couldn't have clicked better if we were in the same Lego box. <laughs> me and him, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Me and him clicked like that. Yeah. And we instantly. became best friends day one. And so I auditioned, we hung out, whatever. And that was on Wednesday, I think it was, Wednesday or Thursday. And then Friday I flew, but no, so that was on Thursday. That was on Wednesday. Thursday I fly back to Texas. I'm not in Texas 10 minutes. My manager calls and says, hey, you booked that movie, but uh, they want you to leave. You're going to be leaving for three and a half months on Sunday. And it's just Thursday night. <laughs> and I get a call and they're like, hey, you need to be ready to leave for three and a half months because you're leaving on Sunday. And this is Easter Sunday. Yeah. So they're like, you're leaving. They're like, you're leaving Easter Sunday. You're not going to be back until mid-June. And so that, I, my parents are school teachers, so they couldn't go. So we packed up. My my, parent, my grandparents offered to go. My dad, uh, dad and his wife, they offered to go. So we all shipped out to Atlanta. And there I went for three and a half months. And when we started shooting Blindside, it you know, we knew it would be a great, it would be a sweet movie. It'd be a family movie. Um, but we couldn't anticipate how big of a movie it would turn into um we usually normally normally movies take a year year and a half minimum for them to come out from once they're done shooting to when they come in theaters 
we were shooting in May, and they were like, "Hey, this we're making this come out in November." What, they worked, like, did it that fast? They were, we were literally shooting stuff, and they were sending it to the editors the day at, the day of, and they're like, "Get on this scene now!" Wow. And we finished in June, and they had a trailer ready in June. <clears throat> man, oh man! And we saw like a little clip. We saw like a little clip of it in June at the rap party, and they're like, "Yeah, this is coming out in November." I've never ever ever heard of a movie me either being, i haven't either. being shot edited and promoted and come out that quickly and when, when they did it they're like it's not gonna work you're not gonna yeah. have enough time it's not gonna be a good movie you're not gonna have enough time to promote it uh but you know indies hey, don't man, go that the, fast indies don't go that fast. fast no nothing goes that fast yeah. but especially major motion pictures that are studio funded because i'm surprised the studio <laughs> allowed that because studios are like record labels and the fact that they're like, no, 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 we want this project with this product as perfect as it can be before we let anybody see it. So the fact that they were letting us, I guess they gave them the green light to do that blows my mind. What was the and reasoning that, behind it? Because they wanted it out for the fam. They wanted it out for Christmas, over for holidays, for the holidays. But why they specifically, they, they want, I think they specifically wanted it because Michael Orr actually got drafted that April. Oh, that may in that that we were shooting it, watching him on the NFL draft. Okay, so that was a big deal. So he was on the people's minds. Yeah, he had just got drafted. So, so while we were, so yeah, so they wanted it while it was fresh on everybody's mind. Hey, yeah. I guess that way, you know, granted, I don't know. This is all if it was me trying to, and this is all before you know, because if he goes in there and ends up being a flop or he ends up getting injured or whatever it might be after his rookie year, then people don't want to go see the movie. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that, you know what I mean? Or he ends up being a bad person, which I don't think that was, you know, I don't think that was ever a thought that that would happen, but just I think to cover part of the process, cover their that was part of the process was yeah. he was, he was on the front of people's minds and it would be an easy to sell. And I got to tell you, that's a heck of a risk and it paid off Yeah. Uh, because that, like I said, I've never seen that and I've never heard of that since. Uh, so that, that's how we did it. And uh Yeah. And yeah, I never I, heard that was, story. Yeah, I never. I, yeah, I never told. I don't tell. I don't tell that one a lot because it doesn't. You know, it doesn't come up in conversation a lot. Mm-hmm. I never mind. I never mind talking about my movies. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't like watching them. I don't I, like watching me. Yeah, I mean, you had that conversation on set that one I day. I, I will not do it. Uh, although I will say, I did watch Blindside, and I actually like said, you know, don't worry about it. Just shut up. Watch the movie. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. And I was actually, I was like, that was actually a good movie. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I completely, you know, because I mean? I've never. Because I don't like, you know, because I didn't like watching it because I was in it. So I would cover my ears and I'd close my eyes because I didn't like it. But I actually really enjoyed watching it this time. And I actually enjoyed it. I mean, I actually watched it for, as a movie instead of a movie I was in. Yeah. Um, I tried that with Hancock and it didn't work. I had to fast forward through my scenes because I'm not, I'm not a big enough role that I don't really, I'm not really necessary in Hancock, but it was mm-hmm. a funny movie. Yeah. Uh, but with Blindside, yeah, I actually enjoyed watching it. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't really... I haven't talked to Sandra in a few years. Uh, I was meant to, she was actually shooting. I think she was shooting Ozark and I was going to go, she was shooting it up in Oregon and I was going to go up there and see her because one of, uh, one of the people working on it is a friend of mine. And they were like, yeah, if you'd like to come to set, we could, Uh, you could, you could see her. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's the first time I'd see her in eight years. Right. I I hadn't seen her in forever. And I ended up not getting to, I had, I had something else come up that I I couldn't go. So I was kind of bummed out about that. Uh, Tim McGraw and I, I actually, um, I, he tweets at me sometimes. It's pretty cool. It's not very often, but he tweets at me. Uh, so he's a pretty cool guy. And then yeah. Lily, I saw Lily a couple of years ago. She was doing a Barnes and Noble signing, and I saw her there. And I kind of 
bombed it for a little bit and hugged <laughs> her neck and took a photo with her and then I ran off. <laughs> uh, and then Quentin, me and Quentin talk all the time. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, I texted I, I text him the other day. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> so like every once in a while, once in a while I'll reach out to him. I'm hoping we're going to do an Instagram live together soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking about it, but I know he's a pretty busy guy. Uh, I think he's actually, you know, he keeps himself fairly busy even during quarantine. Uh, so I'm trying to get him on the horn, trying to get an Instagram live going so we can talk to people more. Y'all need, need to get together. To kind of stuff. Y'all need yeah. to get together and do another big project, not big project or indie, even that, something like that. We, yeah, I've, I've talked, we've talked about it. There's some stuff we, you know, we want to do together. Um, you know, there's just, there's a lot of cards that got to fall in the right yep. slots for that kind of stuff to happen. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of times it is simply you just dropping a card and hope it falls in the right slot. Yeah. Uh, as, as crappy as it sounds, that is. I, I used to be spontaneous and do stuff like that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you need to practice spontaneous. Means spontaneous. I, I tell you, I've done that lately. I went to Vegas the first time, you know, right before all this started it, you know, I started getting spontaneous and then I had to stay at home. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, right. Like literally my, cause LA was like a four hour drive from Vegas. One of my buddies was like a Wednesday. He's like, you want to go to Vegas on Saturday or on Friday night and just stay through the weekend. And I was like, no, not really. And then like the day before I was like, no, just go. You never know. You might have fun. And so I said, yes, I'll go. Best time of my life. I had the greatest weekend yep. ever. Yeah. Won 250 bucks. Never been to <laughs> Vegas before. It was a good, it was a good time, man. Like, <laughs> we had a great time. Won money. I got to see Vegas. I'd never seen it before. We had a good time. You know, I, that's one of my deals, you know, being from the rodeo world myself and knowing, you know, a lot of people that's been out to Vegas during, you know, the PBR World Finals and the NFR, National Finals Rodeo. Right. And this year with them, with COVID and everything, they moved everything to Arlington and it was kind of nice. And I always told myself, you know, being a bull rider, I want to go to Vegas, you know, I want to go to Vegas and hang out with my friends and stuff. And I wasn't able to do that. And for I was like, I'll never get to do that type thing. But this year when they moved everything to Arlington, it was, it's, I couldn't even be, I, not, even though I've never been to Vegas, this year to me was one of the best years of my life knowing that they did that here in Arlington. Yeah. Because the way everything fell this year, the way, like you said, the way the cards fell. And it just, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those deals where, well, I don't have to go to Vegas now type yeah that's that's my point is why i was trying to get i don't have to go to vegas now right so yeah i know i get rambling and it's just one of these things no i love it just no i love it my girlfriend gets i do the same thing i do the same thing you asked me how i got started in acting now you know how often me and all those people talk you heard all of it yeah (laughs) Yeah, i get i get preachy no yeah i do too i know i do i get going but yeah, I'm the same way. Sometimes people got to, you know, tap me on the shoulder and stuff, but you know, that's what it is. And I, you know, I, like I said, I enjoy talking. So. Well, I'm thinking about it. Uh, I told Carly I was going to do this and she told me to tell you. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> How's she doing with all this going on? She's good. Um, She's probably bored out of her mind. Yeah. Well, I mean that her mama's house, they got goats and chickens and all that and here at the house. We got them. horses and, we got the land here so they can go play and my girlfriend's kids Thanks. they all go out in the pasture and play jump on the trampoline it's, oh yeah so no they're all right yeah she's fine yeah then that's why i ran away to texas so i could do that kind of stuff because yeah. doing nothing is what we do here yep. so i we'll see you be playing we'll some golf some i i started playing a little bit because our course you know there's nobody out there you know yeah. nobody's our course is not very big so not many people are out there anyway so i went out there you know we went out there the other day me two buddies said you want to play golf today so we woke up and you know, it's a, you know, it's a nice little course. You pay 
pay twenty dollars, pay eighteen hole, play eighteen holes, they give you a golf cart and everything. <laughs> so we 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 you know so we're not in a hurry. We're just gonna we're not play we're not betting. We're not keep. We're just gonna have yeah. some fun. So first time I swung a golf club in like like two years. So it was <laughs> I was a little rusty to start off, but I'm definitely gonna start playing some. I'm probably if the, I'm looking outside if the weather the weather's nice this week. I might have to go play a little bit this week. Well, it's supposed to rain again tomorrow, so yeah, that's why I saw that, but. If I can get a day this week, maybe here in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to go play some more golf. I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. I, I think I finally hit that age where I actually like golf. Because I've always had an interest in it. I just never played it. See, I wasn't good way. at it. Yeah, I'm the, I, I never was good at it, so I didn't yeah. want to play it. I, I, so, I, now I'm you, actually older. You give me an iron and a putter, I can, I'm one of the best there is. But now you give me <laughs> yeah. a driver, I can't drive for the life. Of me. I don't know what it is. But I've started. I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've, my dad is like one of the – I'm, I'm, one of the things for my father is – he always told me in high school, he's like, you know, I got this guy who'll give you golfing lessons. And I was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to do it. I didn't want to play golf. Golf wasn't the coolest sport to play in high school. Now I'm pissed I didn't because I would have had a great time, right. you know, and now I'd be, now I'd be 24. All my friends would be trying to catch up and I'd be like, oh, I was doing what you're doing in high school. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but you know, it is what it is, but now I'm getting yep. into it now and I'm definitely going to have to start playing more, especially if. If I'm gonna be stuck in Texas and the weather starts warming up, I'm definitely gonna and you know we can get out of winter. I'm gonna start. I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna be improving my game for sure. Well, we're getting close to wrap up, but right quick, I wanna. What's your plans for 2021? 2021, I'm. I'm being a lot more in the moment instead of worrying about what's coming or worry about what I've done, um, because I feel like too many people because of people are afraid to mess up and people are afraid to be seen looking bad or doing bad. Um, I'm, I'm to the point, I think I've reached the age. I don't care. So I think for 2021, I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to do what I think is best for me. Not what I think people think will be is best for me and not what people think I should do. Uh, because I think that's how you have to live because I'm not mm-hmm. responsible. No, you're not responsible for anybody's happiness except your own. Now, obviously that doesn't mean go wreaking terror on other people because you're not responsible for them. Yeah. But but I'm not worried about if the things that make me happy make other people upset. Like, you know what I mean? Like if they don't like the way I do things or so, because I'm my own person at the end of the day, if it all, if it all ends up failing, I'm the only one that's going to have to take the heat for that. So what I think is going to work for me is what I'm going to do. And it'll, you know, unless my mama says no, I'm probably going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got to listen to that mama. Trust me. I know. Yeah. So unless mama thinks it's probably a bad idea, I probably won't. Do, I, I'm probably going to do it. Yeah. So that's the way I'm going for it is, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying my new motto is, you know, screw it. Just do it. Yep. Why, hey, like, I like, why, that. like, why, like, why not? You know what I mean? Yep. Because I feel like the, the fear of the fear of, Oh, but what might happen is way, way more painful than the pain of I tried it. I gave it my all and it didn't work because at least then I could say, I'm not looking over my shoulder going, what if, yep. you know, so the, that's where we're at now. The whole concept of this podcast and the motto I've been living with for the last couple of years is everybody has a story and, and share yeah. it because you never know who could benefit from your story. And that's it. And that's a hundred percent. And that's the whole reason of this podcast is it's, 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 it's faith-based. It's, it's motivational. Love, it's yeah. inspirational. And, and I'm trying to get my girlfriend on here because she can tell us the funniest stories. She says, <laughs> I'm not motivational, inspirational. I said, babe, it don't matter. It's just us talking, having, good, having funny, funny. Yeah. it's funny. It's, you never know how our little everyday life, stupid stories can benefit. And people somebody. are fascinated by that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, they are. You know, there's a guy I listen to, I don't know 
He's a he's the PBR uh one of the okay, PBR I'm rodeo announcers. Not, yeah, I'm not big in the, in his, the bull riding yeah. world. His name's Matt West. But I have check, heard of him though. Check his podcast out, dude. Matt West now. Okay. And dude, this is I'm telling you, this is a based off of his kind of I'm I'm kind of stealing from him, but I'm telling you, right. he, he's hilarious. He talks to MMA guys. He's I'm plugging him right now, but anyways, <laughs> no, that's good. That's always no, good hey, actually, on. never mind. I, that's anyways so <laughs> we'll talk about that later so <laughs> he um he just anything that he's into he likes he he just does podcasts he don't care what he may thinks if it interests him he's going to do it and he's going to talk to that's, these people that's the way it is and he started out as a get to know the pbr bull riders type thing but he's like you know right. what this person interests me this one interests me and it's just and just people he knows like that's, me and you, that's, i know that's you that's the way so. it is and then other people find it fascinating yep you know, if you're talking about something they think that's fascinating, then they start listening, and then they yep. put it on to somebody else. That's just how it works. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's that's he's living the same way. He's, yeah. he's saying, you know, I don't care what anybody thinks, but yep. this is how I'm doing it, and that's how I'm doing it. Um, because you're not responsible. Like I said, you're not responsible for anybody else's yeah. happiness except your own. So, you know, why not do something that's going to make you happy for fear of what other people are going to say to you? Yep, I was beat up like, on and picked. I was the kid everybody beat up on and picked on in school. No, absolutely. I was life. the same way. And as an adult, people still like to talk oh, trash I, I and get stuff it to me. I get it. Absolutely. And even my own town, you know, and it's one of those things. My girlfriend, oh, no, they don't think this. They don't think that. Yeah, you don't understand how the stuff they say about yeah. me. And honestly, I'll be honest. They think this podcast is a big joke. They really do. And I don't you care because this is something yeah, I want yeah. to get out for other that's people. All that matters. They's like, oh, well, he's just trying to do this and do that for himself. No, that's not. I want to help people. I want people to benefit from somebody else's story. See, and, and I take pride. I, I love that. I love that kind of stuff because, like, I tell people, like, if you, if, if, like, it's gotten. I used to worry so much about what people think, but then I started looking at it in the way of looking at it, and it's kind of like a stupid way to look at it. But I like it. I, I think it's cool if they're taking that much time out of their day and you're that much on their brain that they're having to say something mm -hmm. about it, they're thinking about you a lot. And yep. they say there's no such thing as bad publicity. So I don't care. Mm -hmm. And you know, if it makes it, you know, if it works, it works. Yep. And if it makes, if it makes you happy, I don't care what anybody says. Like, like I said, as long as my mom and as long as like my, the people I put in my inner circle, as long as they're okay with what I'm doing, then I'm okay. Because yep. those are the people I trust them enough. I trust their opinion. But the people, if I just met you and you have an opinion on me and you don't really talk to me or we don't really like, we're not really like, I don't care. Yeah. I'll take your opinion. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're thinking about me, but I don't, I don't, I don't yep, need your exactly. opinion, your opinion to validate whether I'm going to do something or not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do it if I want to do it. Yep. And it blows up in my face and people say, I told you so. Well, then let them have their moment in the sun, but they, cause they don't get many of them. Yeah, exactly. And screw them is what I say. Exactly. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's what it is. That's his way of putting it in my opinion. And honestly, though, because there is not, yeah, there's not, you yeah. know, like let them, let, let them be them. If that's what makes them happy, let it be. Because as long as it doesn't interfere with me, I don't care. So we done discussed 2021, Jay. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, I really do. Hope, hey, I, you know, I told you I'd be on here anytime you give me a call. I yes, love sir. it. Man, I hope every, somebody benefits from this is all I got to say. I'm sure they will. And you know what? Like I, for me, you know, even if one person listens to it and likes it, it's enough for me. For my, like, that's how I think about my videos when I do them. If one person gets something out of it, then it was worth it taking the time out of my yep. day to do it because you never know what that person can in, instill in other people. Yep. I get messages every every once in a while. Somebody said, "Hey, that really touched me." 
you want to do and that's videos. how you know you do that's how you know you're doing the right thing and if other like i'm sure there's people that think my videos are stupid because they are not great quality yeah i don't know what i'm doing you know what i mean i film them i film them like this most of them and i just <laughs> oh, that was good okay i didn't stutter too much okay yep. there we go close that's all I'm asking. Yeah, I got a bit of a speech impediment. I have problems with yeah, some oh, of my know, L's and stuff. And it, it, I was recording a sponsor deal before this, and I had to, you know, do like ten different takes, and because oh, I yeah. was doing no, it. Oh, I've been there. It's oh, all right. I'm gonna go ahead and cut this off because we're just rambling for on sure. now. <laughs> for sure. But hey, I appreciate it, Jay. I, I really I, do. I, Mate, I, we'll I, get I, back I, on sometime. May hopefully this year and catch up. I'd love to. One of these days, to. we need to go grab a beer. We really do. Hey, I'm down. I'm, you know, I'm down. <laughs> uh, hey, but, folks, remember, yeah. remember, if you do have a story, please share it. And if you know somebody that has a great story, let me know. Email me. Get me. You can email me at Jeremy underscore Dossie at Yahoo.com. You can reach out to me on Facebook, which is Jeremy Dossie, Instagram, Jeremy Dossie, Twitter, Jeremy Dossie. So reach out, get to me, follow Jay, Instagram, yeah, Jay you, Head. What, what's your. Uh, so Instagram is official Jay Head. Uh, and then Twitter is J head official because some animal stole official J head and started using it as me. So I don't have both. Uh, so yeah, Instagram and Twitter, um, you, you, for, you know, anybody listening, I know newer thing people are getting involved in is TikTok. I have a TikTok, TikTok called yeah. Motiv- motivation with J. Uh, it's new. And I, I try to post on there. I like to post every day if I can, but I've been, I had, you know, you had Christmas and all that stuff coming up. So I kind of slacked on that mm-hmm. this last week, but I'm hoping to pick that up this week. Uh, so and just quick little 30 seconds to a minute thing there too. You know, just have to kind of jumpstart your day if you need it. Right, but those, well, that's where you can find me. And you can reach out to me too as well. Uh, anytime I, you know, I always, like I said, if, if you, you know, if you're going through something, you need somebody to speak. I don't, you know, I'm all ears unless you want me to try to fix it. Then I can, I can try, my, try to fix it. <laughs> but other than that, I'm there. I promise. All right, guys. Well, appreciate y'all big fans of us. Y'all be check. Be be checking back for some new stuff coming up. All right. Catch y'all later. Y'all have a great day. God bless. This was a Jeremy Dossie production.